Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to another player profile and projection. We're with the Talking Knicks crew, and today we are talking young, handsome, strong, the Turkish Thunder from down under. That's not his nickname. Enos Cantor, the big man who's had quite the offseason, according to social media, um, and had a he had he had some production for the Knicks last year with. A lot of kind of quirky stats and defensive sieve rumors and <laughs> visible to the human eye. Um, around the horn we go, Kenny Poon. Hey there, Jake. Thanks for having hey. me. Really, uh, really excited to be here. A lot of excitement. Yeah. Um, Cantor. I mean, he's uh, this is a guy that, you know, you kind of have some idea of what he brings to the table, which is he's a... Uh, an excellent post player. He is an excellent offensive rebounder. He's a solid defensive rebounder. And he is just a terrible, terrible defensive player. Um, I know that there was, you know, the Fisdale wants him to shoot more threes. That's what uh, Fisdale when he did when he got to Memphis. He he told Marcus All, hey, guess what? You're going to start shooting threes. Do the same thing to Enos Cantor. Um, there's videos of Cantor you know, practicing threes, making a lot of them with no one in, no one guarding him, which is encouraging. But uh, I'm not sure that that's the aspect of his game that he needed to work on. I think he needs to figure out defense so that he can uh, play defense for the Knicks and, you know, stay in the game. And uh, I shared this statistic with you guys just a moment ago before the podcast started, but uh, Cantor played in 71 games last year. He only played in the fourth quarter in 40 of those games. So that's 31 games of the 71 that he didn't play in the fourth quarter. And I know there's a long stretch of, I think about 14 games straight where he was the starter and then didn't play in the fourth quarter uh, because of his defensive issues. So that's going to be the big question this year. You know, you know what you're going to get from uh, on the offensive end. Maybe this year he has the three, like they've been suggesting, but what we need from him is for him to play some defense. Tommy P in the power of three. Kenny really shot his wad early on that stat, huh? Blew it all. Damn Prematurely. Man. Good stat. Good what are you guys stat. talking about? <laughs> no. Listen, um, I am not a big Cantor fan. I, I feel like just having been on Nick's Reddit a lot that he's a fan favorite because he gives a lot of heart, a lot of energy, a lot of effort, and I do like all that. But I just don't think that no matter how hard he tries, that it translates to any kind of winning basketball. Um, he's also just so corny off the court that I have a hard time looking past it. Is this about um, LeBron James? This is not about LeBron. Uh, I would not put them in the same breath. But Cantor, like Kenny said, he's a stud in the post. I was referencing, I've been referencing these basketball index stats. Cantor is better than just about everybody in the NBA. Uh, even among the 54 centers, 
who have played at least a thousand minutes. He's he's better than ninety four percent of those centers in post play. He just he gets buckets down there. There's no question. Problem is that he he doesn't pass. He's like a, a black hole, so he doesn't really make the young guys better around him. And then on defense, he's just he's really atrocious. We don't need to go further into that. Um, so that's kind of my my thought process for for hoping that some other uh, bigs get get some more minutes. I'm thinking Mitchell Robinson and the like. Joe Rob- Kipnoa. Rounding, <laughs> round, rounding out the crew, Greggy Poon, a.k.a. the Joe Kipnoa of the show. No, that's I, I could never say that to, to anyone I like. <laughs> that was mean. All right. Well, what I'll say, basically what Tom was getting at is – you're going to see a lot of empty stats from Enos Cantor this year, but you're going to see a lot of empty stats from Enos Cantor <laughs> this year. He's going to be putting up some numbers. So the in the 26 games with the Oklahoma City Thunder when he got traded to the Jazz in 2014-15 when Kevin Durant was out, a.k.a. when Chris Dev Porzingis was out for the Thunder, Cantor averaged 18.7 points and 11 rebounds in 31.1 minutes. So look for Cantor to possibly be putting up similar numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if he's putting up 19 and 12, to be honest. The last year he put up 14 and 11, averaging 25.8 minutes. And who's the backup center on this team? It's it's Mitchell Robinson, but is he ready to play meaningful minutes in the NBA? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think Cantor could be playing – at least what he played last year, 25.8, and now he's going to be more of a primary option with uh, Porzingis out. Yeah, so, Panther was – he was upset that he didn't get any all-star buzz last season. Um, but with the East as as bad as it is this upcoming season, he still won't get any. But <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought Tom was coming at us with a hot take. I mean, if Cantor was going to buy in, if he puts up twenty and twelve for half a bad team, maybe we have to I, talk about. It. I don't know. I don't even remember who's in the East. Guys, I'm I'm not supposed to be the reel it in guy on this, <laughs> and I've heard twenty and twelve and All Star mentioned. Um, let's let's circle back. <laughs> now I'm I'm scared to, but he's in. Seventh year in the league, and we were shocked. We were talking before he's 26, um, which I don't want to say room to get better, but in his prime slash young, uh, it's just tough. As as all you guys mentioned, his defense is not worthy to be on the court in an NBA fourth quarter. I mean, do we think there's any way he can take a leap in that aspect? I feel that's almost unprecedented. Um I don't know. Let's let's take it to 2018. And Kenny, give me and please don't say 20 and 12 and an all star. But what 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 do you have for Cantor as a best case and a worst case this year? I'm not going to give you 20 and 12. I'll give you 30 and 15. How's that sound? Too much. Too much. Great. No. Uh, <laughs> so as long as he's not an all star in that scenario. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so. Best case scenario for Cantor, I think it's pretty much what Greg was just outlining. Like, you know, he is you know, the best offensive player on the Knicks, bar none, unless you want to suggest that Trey Burke is the player that he was last year who was better than Steph Curry in the mid-range, which I don't think he is. I think he's going to regress a little bit, and, uh, and you know, hopefully Tim Hardaway Jr. takes a step forward. But 
Cantor is the best offensive player on the Knicks, and he's a guy that you can throw the ball to and get buckets. So if the Knicks play in a way that gives him the opportunity to do that, he's going to put up stats. He's going to he's gonna get buckets, and he's going to pull down rebounds because that's what he does. So I could easily see him averaging, you know, in the 18 points per game range and getting up to, you know, where he was last year, which was 11 to 12 rebounds. Um, I could see that as a, as a best case scenario. Worst case scenario, he kind of falls out of favor with Fisdale because I don't know how he projects to be on this team in the future. Cause like you said, he's young, but like Tom said, he's not a winning basketball player because he, can't play defense and there's you know not a ton of guys behind him but there are guys behind him who are young and you know project to at least have have prospects to be better players you have Mitchell Robinson who's an unknown quantity you have Noah Vonley who is getting older but you know hasn't really shown anything and if they want to they want to give him some minutes that's a possibility um you have you know Mario Hazonia is playing front court. The have Kevin Knox is playing, probably going to play power forward. And, you know, Fisdale has hinted at playing just extremely small lineups that could potentially have Knox being the big man out there and just split, spreading the floor. So worst case scenario for him is his minutes get cut and he loses some minutes to other people. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case just because, you know, the next option is, as far as centers, pure centers is concerned, is Mitchell Robinson, who's who's a project. He he has shown a lot of flashes, but he's still young. And then after that, it's it's Noah Vonley, who also in his three or four years in the league hasn't shown much. So I think we're going to be leaning more towards the the higher end of that than, yeah, uh, than so the worst we, end. We've been conducting this podcast like Kristaps Porzingis is just not going to play at all. And I think that the best case scenario is that Porzingis comes back fully healthy and takes all the center minutes away from Porzing from Cantor. I think that's the best case for the Knicks, not for Cantor. <laughs> I don't think we care so much about <laughs> yeah, best case works. scenario for individual players. We're we're talking Knicks here. We're not talking Cantor. Mm. I'm a strong point. Yeah, I I would love to see Noah Vonleh. Uh, get some minutes and get a look from Fizdale. And you, I mean, I, I'm hoping that's the case, but there's no guarantee he's even going to make the roster. So, I mean, for, for Cantor, like, yeah, he's capable of putting up those stats. It, it kind of depends on what you are looking to get out of this season as a Knicks fan. Like if you're hoping that we come out of this with the, the best possible pick in next year's draft, then you're probably hoping that, they are very patient with Porzingis. If you're thinking they're, you know, they're not going to compete for the playoffs anyway, and just be patient with Porzingis. And uh, and the only thing Cantor's going to do there is is help them win games, right? So like you'd rather see like a Vonleh or Mitchell Robinson out there developing. Um, can't let me just jump in for two seconds. I can't believe I forgot to mention the unicorn with a K, Luke Cornett. Getting in there with some center minutes. Yeah, I guess. I guess that could technically happen. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the there team, so they, they could put him in the game. Um, one thing to know is that last year, Enos Cantor was fourth in the NBA in offensive rebounds per game. Oh, and uh, 
during that that short sample in OKC when he was going for 18.711, he averaged five offensive rebounds per game. So we don't even necessarily have to be giving him the ball in uh, on the offense. Just let him just go after the rebound and, uh, you know, say, hey, Enos, just try to go get offensive rebounds. Don't worry about defense. We're not going to be missing you down there anyway. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Do you guys get that one? Sorry, uh, you are totally right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to see empty stats. Um, I just don't know that Mitchell Robinson is ready. And I, I Cornette will probably – he'll probably play a good amount. I mean, the Knicks are going to be bad, guys. That's my take. That's my thought. Hey, I don't know if you guys watched the same team that lost like nine games in a row when Porzingis got injured, but this is the this is the same one. So (laughs) I've I've got a couple big takeaways. Two things. One, when Kenny first said Enos Canner is our best option on offense, that was kind of a dagger to my soul because every year I convince myself the Knicks are going to be kind of good. And then you hear something like that, and that that just hurts. And the second year, a phrase I thought I was going to hear, two words, contract year, boys. It's true. Yeah, that's true. And he he's going to get paid, or he's not. I have no idea. People so. people don't know anything about Senator. If he averages thirty and fifteen, how is he not going to get paid? <laughs> Tom, Tom. Well, actually, we shouldn't dive into the free agency thing because that that can send us down a new road. I I will send one thing to you, Tom, that I'm surprised because I. I heard this a lot in your and Kenny's message is that for me, it's tough to picture Canner's minutes going down that much because he's one of the few known commodities on the team. And for a team with so many question marks, what can Frank little Kina do? Did I get that? What, you know, Kevin Knox is going to be a rookie. He's going to have his nights. When is Porzingis back? What is Tim Hardaway, a borderline all-star or is he, a guy who takes a lot of shots and some nights they go in. Canner is going to go out, hustle, play his heart out, and grab rebounds. So, I mean, I it's tough for me to picture a situation until the end, end of the year that he'd really be losing minutes to get the young guys out there. What do you think, Tom? Well, no, I was just giving a best-case scenario with Porzingis coming back early and playing center because just because right. when we get to his, his player preseason preview, they get this PPP. Yeah. I think of uh, Porzingis as more of a center at this point in his career, um, even though he's been playing with a traditional center for much of his, uh, his career so far as a Nick. Uh, but I was really just, that was more wishful thinking. Cantor's going to get a lot of minutes. He's going to get a lot of stats and the Knicks are going to lose a lot. Yeah. I'd like to rescind earlier when I said Cantor was going to get paid. That, that was a rash, <laughs> rash thing to say. Centers don't make any money anymore. Clint Capella just got paid, didn't he? Yeah, but he's he's an exception. It's an yeah. athlete. Um, I I think we got most of our stuff out there. What I mean, over under <laughs> a lot of numbers were thrown out about Enos Cantor this year. What if I threw out uh, over under fifteen and eleven, fifteen points, eleven boards? I'll take, take the over. Uh, I'll take the over on both. He averaged okay. 11 boards last year. So, and, and that was only in 25 minutes. So, hopefully, he makes more. I like that. A little dreamer at the end. Ken? I am, you know, I hate to make this boring, but I'm, I'm also going to take the over 
Um, I mentioned some guys that could get some minutes at center. And to be honest with you, I don't know that even if Chris Dapps comes back, how many minutes he's going to be taken away from him. So this guy's going to be playing a lot of minutes and he's going to be getting a lot of opportunity. So I'm taking the over on both points and rebounds. Tom, over to you. You know, gamblers will tell you not to do this, but I'm taking the push. Yep. Exactly 15 and 11. Kind of, I like that out of you, Tom. I really do. I'm, I, it, this isn't just being different. I, and I don't want to give too much away. I kind of think Mitchell Robinson's good. Is that stupid? We, we can't no. do a whole Mitchell Robinson thing now, but I think. I think where Fisdale wants to get this team, you're going to see Cantor more in that Oklahoma City six-man role where he really thrived. Because if you bring what he can do on the boards, the offense against second units, and he has to guard second units, I think that's where you find your your best scene is Cantor. So um, around the horn, any final thoughts? I think it would have been funny if all of us said push. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thought. Like that. Ken, Tom, Greg took mine. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're now we're all just pushing comments. All right, Ken, I'm I'm, I'm, before you make the same joke, I'm cutting you off. Um, Hey, this was another player profile and projection. PPP. Uh, Again, we're the talking Knicks crew. Thanks for listening to us. Give us a five star review. Uh, Check us out on Twitter. All that at talking Knicks, and uh, we're gonna keep these coming. So, thanks again. Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.